Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson, and on our show today, we have Brandon Green, Precious Metals Consultant for Sprott Money. Uh, before we be, begin today's show, I want to share a quick little comment that Rick Rule shared with me one day. He shared, uh, storing your precious metals at your home invites people to your home that you wouldn't regularly have over for dinner that want to replace your precious metals with their metal, which is lead. <laughs> I found that to be a very interesting comment by Rick. Uh has a lot of truth and value to it. Uh, if you own or wish to own precious metals, we have an expert on this very subject matter, which again is Brandon Green. Brandon, thank you for joining us today. Not a problem. Great to be here. Brandon, you know, if, if I own precious metals and I have it at my house, is that a the best way to store precious metals? Or the only well, I mean, way to store precious metals, I should say. Where right. It, do I have? It's definitely not the only way to store precious metals. Uh, it is it is a, a a top priority and a great way to do it. I mean, you should always have some precious metals in your hand, readily available uh, for any needs in the future, whether they be small coins or large bars. Um, they they can be easily converted into the current currency. Um, that being said, um, once you get to larger levels, um, there is significant risk to having it at home. So that's when you want to consider a, a private vault to, to store those metals, that being anything um, not under the bank regulation. Because at that time, you know, you can store them, hopefully for a very low cost. They're fully insured. And that being said, you won't be able to insure very large amounts of bullion at home. That's something you'd want to tell your insurance company. And if, if it comes down to it, where there is a theft or a robbery or anything like that, um, they may not be covered. Uh, so, and, and if you do let your insurance company you want them covered, I think your premiums will be a lot larger than the storage fees through uh, a reputable lane dealer. Sounds good. If we're looking at the storage, it, it, well, let's, let me backtrack it for me. Precious metals. Let's discuss that briefly. How much do you think a person should own? I've always been under the uh, impression that 10% is a minimum and a prudent way of preserving your capital is having 10% in precious metals. And what are your thoughts on that? That is a very good, that is a very, uh, that term has been around for a long time. And yes, 10% uh, minimum or approximately 20% is another term that is thrown out there by a lot of economists. Um, Mark Faber uh, is somebody who believes it should be well over that. Um, obviously, our chairman, Eric Sprott, uh, believes an even higher amount. Everybody's a little bit different, and it, 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 it's all in their own, their own taste, right? Especially what their asset allocation is, their age, or whatever it may be. Yes, 10%, 20%, definitely. Um, but it's also about, you know, nobody wants to time the markets, but when the fundamentals and timing kind of come into play, you may want to increase your gold holdings at that time or decrease. Uh, for example, if I threw up a five-year chart right now, and I just it was two lines. One line was on its way up, left to right, bottom to the top, and one line was from the top to the bottom. Which one would you want to sell, and which one would you want to buy? You want to buy high? Or do you want to buy low? And the one that's low is commodities, gold, silver, and the one that's high is the stock market. So 
you can keep trying to ride that train, and you've seen it happen right now, but maybe that at this point in time you'd want to increase that 10 to 20%. And then you know what? In the future, when those lines are opposite then you, or start to become opposite, then you start to take it off a little, little off the top and maybe dip back into the regular market a little bit. Everybody's a little bit different, but I'm trying to be neutral when I speak about that. Well, no, I appreciate that. I've always been under the impression that, personally, I like the, the number of 25% to 35% based on the financial concerns that we have globally. Um, it's just always been a concern to me, and I've always taken a more aggressive position. And so I'm, I'm in the, the Mark Faber camp of, of a higher number as well as uh, the chairman, uh, Eric Sprott. And Looking at the price of gold, looking at the price of silver, the valuation to me, I mean, you're looking at being able to purchase a precious metal that is money historically, and you're able to get it right now below the cost of production. This is an amazing opportunity, as you alluded to earlier. Look at the price. Look at the valuation here, and this is the time to purchase. If you don't have, this is the time to purchase. And if you do have, as Brandon alluded to earlier, it's time to add to that position. Uh, opportunities like this come usually once in a lifetime. Do take advantage of the market opportunities. And if someone was interested in adding to their position or beginning a position, uh, Brandon, is that something, a service that you can offer to them? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, what what I do here is I, I take care of all clients uh, for Sprott Money. So we are a bullion dealer. Uh, we supply, I have, I have clients all over the map from one or two coins to multi-million dollar accounts international storage accounts, international shipping, uh, supplying mutual funds, uh, different types of private equity funds, family offices, you name it. Uh, There's a lot of different uh, people I deal with. Everybody gets the same treatment, whether they're calling in and they just want a couple coins and some advice. So that's what we do here. That's good to hear. And one of the questions I'm always asked is, Maurice, hey, i got some precious metals. What's the difference uh, if I go with a, a... Let's just say again, a safety deposit box or going with Sprott money. And then I hear these terms of segregated and allocated. Can you speak on that briefly? Well, absolutely. I mean, when you when you talk about a safety deposit box versus um, a, a a private storage account, I mean, they're they're completely different, completely different services and, and under completely different uh, regulations. Um, a safety deposit box, uh, nine times out of ten, is at a bank. It's under bank regulation. It's under government regulation. It um, anything can happen. As opposed to a private account, a private segregated allocated account with a private facility, and you, it it is not subject to bank holidays or anything like that. Take Greece for example. They shut down their banks for, I think it was about two weeks. Now, I may be a little off in the time, but I think, I believe it was about two weeks. So you can only take out X amount of euros while, during that time. But what people could not do is go to their safety deposit boxes. Now, imagine all the people that had gold in those. Hmm. So you say, okay, I'm, you know, I got my gold safety deposit box. I'm going to, when I, you know, if I ever need it, I'm trying to protect myself against the currency and et cetera, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Imagine if you would have, now those people that could have traded their gold for other people with euros, um, taken it out of the country, gone somewhere else with it, or or anything from there. They, they couldn't do that. But if they had it in a private vault, like we used 
brinks in most of our locations we have some other partners down the caymans and and uh and uh in the united states but you can get it you could any client could have gotten that sold it in a different currency they could have gotten some u.s dollars canadian dollars yen you name it so when you have it you got to really think about a safety deposit box versus a private storage account now a safety deposit box is going to cost you a little bit less and um I personally don't think it's worth the the uh, cost savings for safety deposit box over a private segregated storage account. Well, it sounds to me like it's it's the the, the price difference, um, as you just mentioned right now, is the peace of mind. When I need it and when I want it, I want to have access to it. And it yeah. sounds to me like the best option here is 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 Sprott money. Now, if I may, um, so just to confirm here, Sprott is allocated and segregated. Yes, like you would absolutely get your own bin, pal- or, sorry, bag, pallet, bin, uh, corner. Um, either way, it's not commingled with anybody else's bullion. It's also allocated, like your account is right on that bag or pallet or whatever it may be. So this is all distinguished at the facility itself. So when you're a client, you actually have your account number. You know your account number. If... Um, if if something happens, unfortunately, to, to a company like ours, uh, um, albeit our books are fantastic, I mean, I wouldn't say anything would happen, but you have an account number there as well. You know, it's allocated. Here's what you can say. This is my bullion, you know, if, if, if something needs to be. If it's, a seg- if it's just a commingled bullion, it's um, a sub-account, you've got a pool account, you're in, and you need to get your bullion out, you're going to be going through hoops. Just mm-hmm. right, you know, It's going to be a very tough time. And uh, and that's why you want that segregated, allocated account. Exactly. Let me ask you this as well. Numismatic coins, uh, is that something that's acceptable? At the storage facility? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can store, I mean, private storage accounts, you can accept, you can store whatever you wish, really. I mean, we strictly stick to, to bullion um, for our clients, Um but at these at our storage facilities that we use, uh, they're third-party facilities. Other stuff is stored there: artifacts, artwork. I don't know, maybe a a car, uh, a 1920-some-odd car that's worth in value. So you can store whatever you want at these facilities. It's a private storage account as opposed to it, your bullion being in a fund, right? You're not buying a fund or a unit, mm-hmm. uh, anything with all this counterparty risk. Because when you have a fund, you have the manager, you have the custodian, you have your brokerage, you have, you have everything in between. You're not buying a, when you have a storage account. You're not buying a fund. You're, you're, you have a separate, sub segregated, allocated account. Your name, it's yours. It's your name. So you can store. Yes, you can store numismatic silver coins. Absolutely. I know that's very important for a lot of listeners out there because there are some advocates that really like numismatic and some that are into bullion. And the segregated portion really keys into that, that you get back exactly what you put in, as as Brandon mentioned. That's very important. How about privacy? I I know as most of us that own precious metals, privacy is a big concern. Uh, How does does Sprott Money take privacy uh, concerns? Very seriously. Very, very seriously. I mean, the majority of bullion clients are buying bullion for you know, wealth protection, privacy, some speculation. I mean, everybody's a little bit different, but privacy is a concern. So, you know, every as a bullion dealer, uh, we are not a bank or a financial institution. Some bullion dealers are actually registered, and that's why their FATCA 
um, laws really uh, are, are definitely in play. That is a gray area for everybody in the industry, but um, when you are a financial institution, you are absolutely um, uh, obliged by the factor laws and so forth from there. As, as a private billion dealer here in Ontario, um, we are not obligated to report any buy, sells, or holdings to the, um, to the tax authorities on either side of the border. We do comply with anti-money laundering laws, so suspicious transactions, so forth from there, and, you know, we don't take large amounts of cash. But it is a private sale in the end. You know, you, it's, your, it's, an, it's a private account. You get your statements. Um, you can withdraw at any time, deposit at any time. Come get it if you want. I have plenty of clients come up to Toronto, get their bullion, or, or just do a, a, a take them to an audit, do a tour, or whatever it might be. Okay. Now, as a client, can I uh, determine the location that I want, where I want my metal stored? The Caymans, Toronto, or do you determine that? No, no, no. You determine that. We have, so you have a separate account. I have clients with separate accounts at three different facilities or more. We have six facilities around the world. You have a separate account at each facility. This is why it is segregated, allocated. These are separate accounts. Each one is completely um, uh, separated from the other. You don't have to. So you can go to all these different locations and and audit and know that it's there. Okay. And do you mind sharing those six locations with us? Yeah. We have um, our main hub here in Toronto. Uh, We have Langley, which is just outside Vancouver, British Columbia. Delaware, Cayman Islands, Singapore, and Zurich, Switzerland. Okay. And shipping fees. Could you share those, uh, the shipping fees associated with uh, if I wanted to, to forward my metals to you? Well, I mean, those are determined per transaction. Uh, for in, in North America, uh, Delaware, uh, well, in, in USA and Canada, uh, Delaware, Toronto, and Langley, we do not have any short shipping fees whatsoever. We don't even have store uh, account opening fees. There's no fees whatsoever. You pay, you pay the price of your bullion, and you have your, you have your annual rate oh, wow. uh, for, for all locations. Um, there's no account opening fees. Some, some people charge 100 500 It just depends on who you're speaking to. Uh, no account opening fees. For international, uh, it's all dependent. Larger order, it, it's, it, um, I can't really say a definite number because... Uh, as the order gets larger, the costs compared to the size of the order decrease significantly. So, um, you know, you're, if you're doing a $10,000 order, a $100,000 is not 10 times the size of the shipping. Sometimes it, it just depends on where it's going, and uh, we're always very competitive, very, very competitive in that range. Okay. Now, you mentioned that you sell the bullion product. So, hypothetically, I purchased some bullion. And I don't want to take ownership of the bullion to my residence. I want it to go directly to my storage account. Are you able to do that turnkey, a seamless process? Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's as easy as calling, locking in a price, sending in your funds, and we deposit it. Uh, uh, we can do this all within 48 hours. Oh, really? That fast? Yep. And then if for me to uh, – do I receive a statement once a month or do I get a – is there online? How do I get access just to view my holdings? You do, get, you do get a statement once per month. After the first week of the following month, you get a statement of your holdings, your average value of the previous month, and, and your invoice. Uh, we are working on a, in a live login. Uh, we're hoping to have this available uh, mid-next year. Uh, but yeah, you get statements every month. You can always call in to to find out, uh, you know, what your current size is and what's happening. I talk to clients every day about this. Okay. 
Well, I tell you what, uh, Brandon, if somebody wanted to get additional information, uh, what's the best contact number for you? Yeah, I can be reached uh, regular Eastern business hours at 888-861-0775. That's 888-861-0775. And the website, please? www.sprottmoney.com. That's Sprott with two T's, money.com. Well, Brandon, I greatly appreciate your time, and thank you for sharing uh, your your uh, your message with us today and what Sprott Money is able to do for clients that own precious metals. Happy to do this, Maurice. Always appreciate, always appreciate and enjoy all of your all of your interviews as well. Thank you so much, and thank you, folks, for tuning in for Proven and Probable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Till next time. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.